0: Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast.
1: Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I am going to help equip you for your own post law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome to another episode of the Copper Newer Path podcast, brought to you by elio 2 ceocom Well, today we're gonna to talk about something we've talked about a few times already, and you might think that we've exhausted this topic, But I absolutely promise you that we have not. So uh, when I tell you in T minus three seconds that this topic of this particular podcast is about writing a book, please don't shut it off just because you've listened to the last couple episodes about writing a book because we have another spin on this topic. And in fact, when I first connected with our guest today, Mike Capuzzi, um, I actually said to him, I said, oh, well, we've already covered the topic of writing books a couple of times now. I want to be careful about overdoing it. And he said, well, I might have a different angle on it for you that we should think about. And so we talked a little bit. We jumped on a call. And uh, sure enough, by the end of that, I was convinced that I needed to have Mike come on the show and, and tell you about his concept of what he calls a shook and why this is important, why it's so much different than what we've talked about previously on the show. And now I'm not going to take a position that any one of these strategies for writing a book is better or worse than the other. They're just different and they apply in different situations and your situation might better align with any one of these three. And so I want you guys to be equipped uh, with the opportunity to understand what all of these different Philosophies are for writing your book, and and be able to choose the path that works best for you. So, um, without further ado, let me welcome our guest, Mike Capuzzi, onto the show.
2: Hey, Adam, thank you very much. And you're absolutely right. I think when we had that call, I think we both got excited because uh, you you totally got what I was saying about direct response and all that. So we'll we'll have a good conversation today. I think I'll definitely be able to add some new value for your listeners.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I think that's actually a really great place to start here because uh, the direct response is such a foundational part of this strategy that you have employed with your short books. Uh, And so why don't you start there? Why don't you give everybody a definition and understanding of what direct response is? Because most of them probably have not Mm -hmm. even heard that term before. Yeah. So first, I've been practicing direct
2: response marketing as a consultant for almost 20 years. Um, I came from a corporate environment, which is a different style of marketing typically. Uh, Direct response, Adam, I know you know this, but direct response essentially means the marketing that you're creating, whether it's offline or online, print, digital, is trying to elicit a response. So, for example, the difference being most TV commercials, most magazine ads, most marketing that you advertising you see is not direct response. It it blasts out a logo, it blasts out a slogan.
1: Yeah, it's brand awareness. Yeah,
2: it's brand awareness. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I was just down at the, the Jersey Shore this past weekend, and they still have the, the you know the planes where they they trail these banners. And I keep looking at my wife. We've been doing this for almost thirty years. I'm like, yeah, you never see a direct response banner. You see, hey, buy this beer. Never an offer to go buy that beer or a special offer, which means that would elicit a response. So, direct response marketing is different because again, the marketing, the advertising is trying. It, it presents a very specific offer and it measures its success based on how many people take advantage of that offer.
1: All right, so since you brought up commercials as kind of the opposite, right? Uh, let, let's let's continue to unpack that analogy actually because I don't I don't know if you're into football uh, or, yeah. or not and yep. if okay, did you watch the Super Bowl? Yep. This this last Super yep. Bowl. Okay. So you may have seen or even heard about there was a commercial that created quite a buzz. That came up, and all it was was a blank white screen with a QR code that bounced up and down across the screen for like 15 seconds. And it felt like an eternity, right? Because there there literally was nothing else. It was just a QR code. It didn't even tell you what it was. And that to me, I feel like is the it's the opposite, right? Like that is a direct response commercial because what it did was it got people to snap the QR code and it took them to a page that explained what the product was and then gave them an opportunity to opt in to further information. Absolutely.
2: So the answer to your question, yes, I would consider that uh, a, a step towards direct response. I mean, Classic direct response follows a very proven formula: strong headline, strong offer, st- sure, strong sure. reason why, reason why to take action now. A blank screen with a QR code—they're they're, going based on that's a whole you know curiosity-based campaign. I would contend, I would like to test the difference between saying, "Hey, here's here's what I've got to offer. Here's why you should go grab it. Here's the QR code," versus just mm-hmm. a. So, but yes, to your point, point, it still elicited some sort of response and it allowed the people who spent a lot of money on advertising to at least gauge if they got people uh, via that QR code.
1: So let's talk about how this applies to a book then. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I think what people generally have in their mind when it comes to a book, uh, whether those are books that they have digested themselves or a book that they may be contemplating putting out into the world that helps promote them and their business. Uh, what most of us have in mind is, well, here's a book with all of my thoughts, ideas, concepts, principles, and you read it cover to cover. And then hopefully you have uh, gained enough of the uh, no like, and trust value that they're just going to make a decision to look into you further and reach out. So what is the difference between that I dare say, traditional model of a book versus the book, the books that you uh, well a shook. Uh, and maybe we need to give a definition of a shook. But what what is the difference? All right, so so just because you mentioned it a couple times, a shook stands for short helpful book. But let's take that as a
2: second sort of as a follow up. So make sure you remind me. Let's go back. I want to stay on this direct response and why it's so powerful. Okay. So first of all we're talking nonfiction business books for the, for this conversation, right? So we're not talking right. a memoir. We're not talking fiction. We're talking a nonfiction book that someone would write to promote himself, herself, herself, or, or their business. Um, most business book authors still make the mistake, Adam, uh, even in this day and age, though I'm starting to see more and more sort of getting this to doing exactly what you said, which is I write this, Book, typically it's way too long, two, mm-hmm. three, 400 pages, which few people read these days, no matter how good it is. But um, so they write this big bloated book, and that is it, right? There is no pathway for interested readers to connect with you, the author, or your business. Now, at best, they may put their URL in there, but there's no, again, there's no reason why there's no offer being made to get more information. And that's what, you know, is when you say a traditional book, again, most of the business books on my bookshelf over here do that. They're just big books. Here's all my content. Have at it. A direct response book, the kind of books that we do, and then we do them in a shorter format. We'll talk about that. It's it's designed to sort of break that traditional rule and make it more about, hey, here's my helpful content. Here's my helpful information. But oh, by the way... If you want additional information from me, here's a pathway here's a doorway for you, or if you want to work with me, here's another doorway or pathway so it's making very specific offers. some of our shook clients use qr codes to your your QR point but um it's it's at least making that offer and making it fairly blatantly Adam it's not I don't believe in like you know slamming people every other you know sentence is like hey, go go you know go get this, go get this or you know right. sign up here. But it is giving interested readers, which is always typically a smaller percentage um, who's going to want more from you. But it's giving those people a pathway forward from the book.
1: Yeah, I think um, that that ties into kind of two foundational concepts for me. And that is that uh, one is speed to lead, right? Which just means Mm. that uh, a speed to lead means when you have evoked an emotion within your potential customer that has them engaged and interested, you want to take advantage of that moment in time uh, to give them a path, right? Because if you let that wear off, people People talk themselves out of things, even if they know that it's a good idea and it will better them or their business and help them. Uh, they they talk themselves out of it, right? Either I don't have time, I don't have the money, or I don't write, whatever it may be. Um, you want to take advantage of That's that speed to lead uh, concept. I love that, by the way. That makes, that's a great book title. You
2: should write
1: that. <laughs> hey, wait, there you go. All right, let's write it down. <laughs> speed
2: to lead. It's exactly it because listen, and you and I both know this, even when you are interested in something, you know, you're reading a a book and you're like, this is good. I, I, you know, and then life gets in the way. I I mean, I think I realized I even forgot to do something for you that I said I was due because I just got, you know, I forgot about it. So if you forgot, I I forgot too. (laughs) Yeah. There's a small window. And if that pathway, if that doorway is not there for people to take, you've lost them. For the most part, you probably lost them. It's hard enough when they are interested, let alone, you know, disinterested or just, you know, just everything else is going on. So yeah, yeah. yeah I, Speed the lead is exactly right.
1: I agree. And the, the other part of that too, uh, I actually just had this conversation yesterday with a client and a member of uh, the LEO to CEO community. Um, By the time he listens to this episode, it'll be several weeks down the road, but he'll know who he'll know I'm talking about him when he listens to this. Um, I told him, I said, you know, I I rest very firmly in the concept that if you have something to offer that, you know, can help somebody solve a problem, you're doing them a disservice by not giving them the opportunity to actually pursue it. Yep. You know, people are afraid to promote, but uh, any, we don't want to be tacky or salesy, but at the same time. If what you're presenting is, hey, I have this thing, this idea, this concept or this service or product that I know can solve your problem, then, you know, don't just leave it at that. Like, that's just like, you know, dropping it in front of them and walking away. Um, It's, (laughs) it's, it's almost, it's unfair, right? Like you're doing them a disservice if you don't say, oh, and here's how you get it.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, as we start segueing to talking about what a shook is, so the shook is my formula. It's the, it's my trademark brand of a short helpful book. One of the things that we do, Adam, in every shook, whether it's my own or a client, uh, and I guess I could probably show. I don't know if everyone's gonna be able to see it, but we. One of the first chapters is okay. Who should read the book? Um, I'm holding it up like people can see it. But um, so one of the first chapters is who should read this book, and I I encourage my clients and my own and my even myself to be very specific and let people know right from the outset. Listen, if if you're going to be squeamish, if you're going to be one of these purists that don't, you know, doesn't want to be, uh, you know, engaged and asked to do other things, then stop reading right now. But if you're truly interested in this topic and you want to learn more, then keep reading this book. So um, we sort do that a right Sort of pre-qualification,
1: up front. if you will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Right. Because I don't want anyone whining like, oh, you're too – and we're not salesy, but it's definitely more um, – it's different than a
1: traditional purist type business book. Well let's um, let's let's talk about what a shook is and why why you decided that shorter books are better than longer books. Uh, but before we do that, we have to take a quick break so let's go ahead and do that right now.
0: This is the end of side one of the podcast. To continue listening, flip the podcast over and continue on side two. If you understood that reference, you remember a time when people were engaged with each other. They knew what was going on all over town. They knew who the neighbors were, and sometimes they were even friendly with them. While times might have changed, people haven't. People simply found new ways of engaging and came to expect that engagement on demand. Is it possible that you can engage on demand with your business without being glued to a screen? It can be. Prevent your leads from stalling out or falling through and keep your existing customer relationships from going stale with Breacher CRM. Whether you're starting, growing, or scaling a business, we have plans to fit your needs. Go to BreacherCRM.com. Breacher, the first guy to open the door. CRM.com.
1: All right, I'm back here with Mike. Uh, Mike, we've, we've talked a little bit already about what a Shook is, a short, helpful book but I want to know how did you arrive there in the first place with this concept of, uh, believing that a, well, shorter is better.
2: And shorter can be better, right? So your point earlier, there's different pathways for different people. Maybe a traditional book is right for some people, but Adam, I've always been an avid reader. Uh, I've always enjoyed, I've got a huge library, you know, I'm always buying books much to my wife's chagrin and, um, I've noticed as I've gotten older, that the ability to, you know, to read a book cover to cover is, is like going down. Like, I don't know how many times I start a book with the best of intention. And three chapters in, I'm like, Oh, my gosh, get to the point, or, you know, you just yeah. lose interest. Yep. Um, and it, and it's, it's happening much more frequently. I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's because the books are bloated, whatever. And I started thinking, why can't a book essentially be a one-hour conversation in print from me, the author, to you, the reader. And it's not meant to be the entire A to Z tome on what the topic is about. It's just meant to get the reader interested, start to know, like, and trust me, the author, uh, get them interested in my topic, and then again, offer additional pathways forward. So, People love it. I mean, I don't know if I came up with the concept of a shorter book. There's been shorter books, you know, sure. for decades. Our formula, our recipe, I think, is unique. What we do, the, diff- the different chapters that we we essentially uh, include. But um, I mean, listen, I think everyone's attention span is uh, you know getting shorter. We're just bombarded with too much stuff. Even you know, even these podcast episodes, right? Yeah. I try to keep my own podcast to less than thirty minutes, and sometimes I even wonder if that's too long. Yeah, but um, I know. So it's. It's just meant to be that initial conversation starter in a book format. Books still have a lot of value for a lot of people. Book authors are still held in higher esteem than a non-book author. So it's a win-win-win for everybody involved.
1: All right. So you said something to me uh, in our last conversation that was rather impactful to me. And, And it's one of those things that impacted me in a way that was like, it's so obvious that you go, Oh yeah, why didn't, why didn't I think of that? That makes total sense. But uh, you feel kind of silly that you didn't think about it uh, on your own. And that was, uh, you posed it as a question and you said, well, which do you think is more impactful? One 500 page book or five 100 page books, right? Because doesn't five 100 page books that you can gift to your, your ideal customer and your audience or sell Um, doesn't that make you look like you have more, um, breadth of knowledge than if you just put out one 500 page book? And I was like, oh yeah, well, yeah, okay. It does. Right. And I think about, like you just mentioned the way I digest books. Um, I, I don't, I don't have that long of attention span. I don't have that much time. Like one of the books that's sitting on my shelf behind me, the seven basic plots, um, that book is about three inches thick. It's like, uh, it's like a 1500 page book and I still haven't finished it. (laughs) And I've had that book for a couple of years now.
2: Again, I think readers, your your intended readers appreciate focus, brevity, uh, and by focus, I mean in a five hundred page book, there's a lot of topics you're covering. you know you and you know they can get buried. They're buried as chapters. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you had five shorter books, five one hundred page books, each of those books has a really impactful title. Speed to Lead is a great title. Um, it, 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 you know, email marketing, direct mail marketing, copyright social media pending. marketing. <laughs>
1: there you go. <laughs>
2: you should be checking that domain. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so let's say you, you're you talking about a, a, a traditional book on marketing and you have chapters on email marketing, social media. Yeah, you know, they're sort of buried. But if you had a book, how to effectively, you know, create email marketing, how to k- create killer direct mail marketing, those book titles give you the opportunity to have a very focused message Whereas some people might not be interested in email marketing, but they're interested in direct mail. Plus, Adam, the other cool thing it does is that if you're a true marketer and you have different campaigns running, you are now running more focused campaigns on the book itself versus one big book that might be interesting to a lot of people versus a lot of more micro topics that are probably going to be interesting to a lot more people. Um, because of their focus, so yeah, and, and plus, it look again, I'm, I'm pointing to my bookshelf behind me, but it looks cooler when you have five books on your bookshelf that you've written versus one,
1: <laughs> right? All right, so let's talk about some of the common pathways then um, in in this direct marketing concept. How do you, what sort of uh, pathways do you place in front of the reader? Um, and and I'll tell you just a little bit of an experience of mine. The first time I even really understood that this concept existed. And again, it was one of those moments where I'm like, duh, that's so obvious. Why yeah. I didn't I think of this before? And it was a few years back and I don't remember what book it was, but I typically buy audiobooks. The only time I mm-hmm. buy pay, I don't generally sit down and read paperback books. The only time I have a paperback book generally is because I've listened to the audiobook and I want to have the paperback book is kind of just like, it's almost there as a token of. Hey, I listened to this book. Um, and part of that is because Remind i I'm, well, I have like seven acres of grass to mow. And so I spent a lot of time out there with earbuds in. Um, but uh I was listening to this audio book and they were plugging in there, hey, do you want more information on this? Do you want us to help you through this concept? Uh, g- go opt in for my free mini course. And mm-hmm. right. And, and that was kind of one of those aha moments of like, ah, that that is one of those kind of direct response paths. So um, Talk talk about, uh, is that a common one that you use and are there any others?
2: Yeah. So in in, in the formula that I came up for Shooks, I essentially have two pathways, Adam. I have what I call the active pathway and then the passive. So the active pathway is the one that for you, the author, is the most important thing a reader could do. So Mm -hmm. let's look at my business for a second. We help people publish Shooks. So the the first step with that process is somebody gets on a Zoom with me or a phone call with me to discuss. It's a free call, strategy session, if you will, um, to discuss their book idea. Are we the right partner for them? So my active call to action, the active pathway in all of my Shooks, I have an entire chapter dedicated to it, is book a strategy session with Mike. So that's the number one thing I want people to do. Mm -hmm. I realized you know, that's only a small percentage of readers that are going to want to do that. Um, A a larger percentage of readers that still might want more information take what I call the passive call to action or the passive pathway. So that's where they're not quite ready to get on a Zoom with me or a phone call with me, but they want more from me. And we basically send them to an online, uh, you know, web page where they can opt in to get something. And we've, we've, done different things, free courses, free resources, et cetera. So it's just, it's a way to exchange more valuable information on the topic of my shook um, and giving it to them in return for name and email so we can do follow-up marketing. So yeah, we just keep it simple, an active pathway, pathway, an active call to action, and a passive call to action.
1: Okay. So uh, tell me a little bit more then on the passive call to action, how does that actually play out? Well,
2: for, for guys like me that have an online marketing system behind our business, so you know we can collect emails, we can do mm-hmm. follow-up automated email marketing. The way that plays out is again we'll, we'll have a hidden web page, so it's not a public web page. The only way you can get to the web page is through the book link, the link that we put in the book. So we can track it, a yeah. la direct response, right? Um, and you know they opt in. They do follow, we do follow up emails and we just, over time, we try to get them from that passive state to the active state. Hey, don't forget to book a call with Mike, yada, 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 over time. Um, I have some clients, for example, in the legal space, lawyers, uh, elder care attorneys, they have a one year campaign. So after one year, and now it's, the book's focused on dementia and Alzheimer's, so you're, when you, you, know, you might not be quite ready for the services but you might be within a year. So there's a one-year campaign behind the time that the, someone requests the book. Um, so that's that's what I mean by the passive. Now, we do have some clients that don't even have email automation or any of that, and we just basically typically you know do something where they're coming into a store. You were mentioning Jeff. Remember our, our mutual yeah. friend, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. So he, he's a Shook author. He's a mattress store owner his act, see, he does his active and passive are almost the same. It's you come into a store for a free pillow. They'll make a pillow for you. Nice. Um, and that's, that's, that, that's, their, they're just trying to get people into the store. Cause once they know they come in the store, they can, uh, you know, they're more likely to become a customer.
1: All right. Well, I want to lead you a little bit, uh, here in your closing thoughts. Normally I just go, Hey, give me closing thoughts. Right. But I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to guide that (laughs) today Um, because I think uh, this is a really important topic for our audience, not only because uh, there's a lot of um, guys and gals uh, that listen to this show that not only have great stories to tell, but also, Mm -hmm. you know, have a great potential audience for a shook. Um, yes. And obviously, and even though we hadn't covered this very much in depth here on the show, Mike, uh, but that you offer that service to help people uh, write their shooks and you have several yeah. different methodologies that you use in order to do that. Uh, but I, I want you to, 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 I guess, let the audience know right now um, whether they're thinking that this might be for them or not. Why should they consider writing a short book?
2: Well, listen, if they're they're trying to, if they have a side business or they think they're going to have a business in the future, building the credibility uh, and and being perceived as a person of importance, of influence, um, standing out from the masses is critical. And you can never, ever, Adam... Do too much work in that vein. Like it's, it's, you know, I've been doing this for over 20 years and I still continue to do it. Um, so it's really about differentiation of yourself, your business, building authority. People, if you know, if you have two people doing the same exact thing, two business owners, for example, and they do the same exact thing and one's a book author and one's not, more people are going to hold that book author, you know, individual at a higher level, expect mm-hmm. higher prices, whatever. So I would say, yeah, I mean, you know, if you've got something important to share and you are helping, either you're helping other people or you're going to be helping other people in the future. Um, a short helpful book could be an ideal asset to create.
1: All right. So why don't you let everybody know then how can they connect with you? Whether they just want to follow, uh, your, your podcast or other information or whether they want to actually get some help. Uh, what do you got? Sure.
2: Well, to your point, I have a podcast called the author factor podcast, the author factor.com. Um, our publishing uh, website is bite sized books. That's bite Sized D with uh, on size bite sized books.com. And then I have a gift if it's okay with you, Adam, for yep. your listeners. So I wrote a short help of a book called the hundred page book. Uh, it was an Amazon number one bestseller for months and months, like eight months in a row. We've sold thousands of copies of it. Uh, it's a great little book. It's a great little shook. And it, Details step by step how to write a short, helpful book. I literally, Adam, have had people read this book, write their own shook, and then somehow I, I just found out one about one. I'm just, she's going to be on my podcast. You know, I just found out her by a mutual friend. So you can read that for free. You can get it up on Amazon if you'd like. There is an Audible version. There's an audio version of it. Um, but if you go to mikecapuzzi.com/slash/gifts, g-i-f-t-s. You can get a, a read the hundred-page book online for free, and a second book, the uh, Shook Blueprint, um, which gives you even more detail, step-by-step approach on how to do your own Shook. So those two books are hidden, but if you go to mikepuzi slash gifts, you can uh,
1: get the links to read them. Excellent. Well, thanks for being on the show, Mike, and and uh, unpacking. This idea that I think everybody would agree now, if they've listened to the past two episodes, we've talked about authoring a book would say, OK, yes, this is this is different. Right. And maybe maybe this is resonating with you more than the other two did. Either way, um, totally up to you. Uh, the path you choose either way, uh, obviously, writing a book can have a powerful, powerful impact for you. Your personal brand, your company's brand, your overall business growth. Um, it's something I have on my radar. As many of you know, I've talked about uh, that, that I have a couple ideas for, for a few different things. And so um, I, I personally am a lot more convinced on the shook uh, for, for my purposes because I, uh, I don't want to write a <laughs> three, four, <laughs> 500 page book. Like that sounds like a nightmare to me. So um, short is good. And, uh, and I definitely believe in the direct response model. So uh, yeah, awesome show. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Thank you, Adam. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo 2 forward slash podcast dash review, or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other compreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.